morning, everyone. I like coming to live. Spirit and coffee. Mm. Got my coffee right here. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, sorry about the glare of my glasses. Um, okay, we're going to continue. Sorry it wasn't on yesterday. Craziness in my life. So, that's part of life, right? That's how it goes. It ebbs and flows. Things happen. Things crumble. We rise, we recreate, we destroy, we destruct, we recreate. That's what alchemists do. So um, let's get started. We're working on the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Now, we were talking about the one thing, and the one thing is really important to look at. Um, we talk about the one mind and the one thing, and the one thing being um, a culmination of all things that we see in the world and understanding how to utilize the one thing to mold and shape it into our divine purpose. So let's get into it. So four elements from the one thing. According to the ancients, the first matter has fourfold structure, which they uh, attributed to the existence of the four archetypal forces um, or the elements of creation, which they named earth, water, air, fire. Obviously, the four elements of the alchemist are not our everyday idea of earth, water, air, fire, nor would it any alchemists have proposed that all matter is made up of the combinations of these common substances. It is as if the one mind imposed a fourfold image on the one thing to incarnate or create matter. The four elements are named for those fundamental archetypes within matter and are symbolic of the hidden qualities of physical reality as revealed in the tablet, the sequence of creation of the elements from the one thing is revealed in the third rubric fire mentioned first then water then air then earth okay and we talked about this the other day hey christina that the alchemic hey gp man so the we talked about it i think it was on thursday um because i wasn't here yesterday so thursday we were talking about the elements internally and how we use them and the emotions and the fire and the water and the earth and all of that and how that exists within us the archetypal patterns that create the energy that moves through us are the life force or elan vital right the force of life that moves through us okay the polish alchemist michael Sendigious, I don't know how to say that, summarized this new, this view of the Emerald Tablet when he said, there are four common elements and each has its center, um, as its center, another element, um, the archetype, which makes it what it is. These are the four pillars of the world. They were the beginning evolved and molded out of chaos, the one thing, by the hand of the creator. And it is their contrary action which keeps us in harmony and equilibrium of the mundane machinery of the universe. Now, I wouldn't use the word machinery here um, because that implies that we are machines and we're not. It's not a machine, um, but okay, let's not, I'm not going to go into fixing uh, his writing, but I would say something else. Oh, this was what somebody said. I'm sorry. It is uh they which through the virtue of celestial influence produced all things above and beneath the earth um i wouldn't say machinery because that puts us into a mechanistic mindset where um we operate as a machine but that's not true we're organic things um don't operate we're not robots okay <laughs> there's some other substance there so um i don't know what other word i would use in that sentence but whatever, that's fine. Okay. 
So using the elements or saying that the elements were, co were created to construct what we see in the earth today and how we see the earth today. Pretty, pretty cool stuff, right? Um, okay, since before the days of Socrates, four elements have been described not in terms of physical structure, but by their metaphysical qualities that each possesses. Aristotle considered fire as made up of the qualities of hot and dry, water as was cold and moist, earth was cold and dry, air was moist and hot. All the elements originated by impressing certain qualities of the first matter, and one element could be changed into another by altering those qualities. For instance, when the qualities of the moist and the cold are imposed on the first matter, the element water results. If we boil the water, it is changed into air steam by substituting the qualities of the hot for the cold. Okay, so French philosopher Gaston uh, spent his life searching for evidence of the fundamental relationship between archetypal um, archetype and reality and concluded that the four elements resulted from the material image making or the materialization of imagery within the mind of God. He also looked at the interactions of the elements from the point of view of that of, of what each sought. Earthly joy is riches and impediment, he said. Aquatic joy is softness and repose. Fiery pleasure, um, sorry, and yeah, and, and repose, sorry. Fiery pleasure is desire and love. Airy delight is liberty and movement. Now, when we look at the elements, now this is the cool part of alchemy. We sort of mold our own existence. Hey, bestie. Oh, I didn't even see you on here. Look at there. Well, that's a horse of a different color. How are you today, bestie? And good morning, Seer. Oh, you changed your name. Now I see it. Okay, bestie. I sent you an email so that you can, um, <laughs> it has a lot of stuff in there. So, anywho, I'm on Guan. You know me, I'll get sidetracked squirrel and then start talking about other stuff but when we talk about the four elements which is really cool the four elements allow us to shape and mold our reality now we're talking about the internal so and this is and you can read any alchemic you can read anything and it'll tell you it'll give you some clue as to what uh sort of element they're talking about when we talk about fire fire energy and it's funny because i always talk about moses moses is something that's um his character his archetype his storyline seems to keep coming up over and over right it's like we need i always say we need moses well when you look at moses right there was a burning bush he held a staff when we look at the tarot we see that the wands represent fire energy the fire energy when he went in right to Egypt and said, let me, my people go, he didn't, he went with the staff and that staff held the fire. Now fire being what internally, what does that mean to us? How do we utilize the fire within us? How do we use these elements within us in general? Well, the fire energy, right? When we look at it can be both ego pride, but it also can be courage. So, within the elements we have the shadow and we have the light side and what we what we learn to do as spiritual alchemists is to find balance within them find that equilibrium within each element 
And as we do, okay, we move up. I like colored horses. <laughs> I don't know if my bestie's still on here. He's crazy. But we move that energy up and that fire allows for the water, okay? Elements can be good or bad. Yes. And so the fire, and, and I went, I don't know if I'd go as to say good and bad, right? I would say light and dark. Um, sometimes we need that darkness to to help us move forward. We need to burn things up. Sometimes we need, so we learn to balance them basically is what I'm saying. We don't leave it out. We don't say, oh, let's dismiss it. Let's pretend it doesn't exist. Now, literally in life, no one's taught us how to do this, right? No one's said exactly, unless you had parents that were super woke and super helping you through the process, right? I can say that probably perhaps even in other parts of the world, everybody's kind of mentally screwed up. We're all kind of like not so healthy in the brain sometimes, right? Or in our life. And we're like thinking we're weird and, and like we have issues and something's wrong with us. And people are going to think we're crazy if we think like this. They didn't allow us to think that way. Right. They're like, oh, you're the tinfoil hat people or whatever it is, or you're the conspiracy theorist or you're the this or you're the that. And so it, it never gave us an opportunity to understand how to use these elements within our own bodies. Within our own experience of life. You know, they didn't sit us down and say, hey, OK, we're going to learn how to use our fire energy within our body. No, they would have these these things that say, okay, here's what the rules are. And here's in our class, we respect each other. And they gave you all of these characters, uh, character counts or whatever. And then they told you, here's what your personality should be. And in that personality, they said, this is who you have to be. But they didn't necessarily tell you how to use that, right? Good morning, OJ28. They didn't say, here's how you use the fire energy within you. Fire energy is a very difficult energy to work with. It's the hardest of all of them. And the reason why is because our ego sits there. And, and we can become prideful. And we can become, uh, <laughs> right, we want power. And that power can be, we can use it for fire or we, you know, and the fire energy. So when we look at the different elements, we have courage and we have pride that sits in, in the fire energy and how we use it. Now, the ego itself isn't a bad thing, but sometimes the ego, <laughs> it leads to arrogance, right? Like, the arrogance being, I know everything, I, and then you spew your fire over everyone and tell everybody, oh, I know, I know. Do you really know? How do you use your fire energy to move mountains? You can, you have the, you have the option. You can actually move mountains. But how do you use your energy? How are you using your fire energy? This is part of the alchemic process is understanding that. How do you use the water within you? The emotional piece, right? We can drown ourselves in our emotions. That becomes sorrow and becomes depression. Where fire energy becomes anger, maybe anxiety. 
So when we look at the elements that exist within us, we start to get a clue about how to transmute and transform the energy within us. We get an idea of how to utilize the information. Prior, they were telling us to get rid of it as though it doesn't exist. That's not true. It does exist. It's a lie. It's a lie when they tell you it doesn't exist. It does exist inside of you, those emotions. Now, the air, it could be the sword, right? The mental and the words that come out of our mouth. Sometimes we cut the heads off of people. We just spew out a bunch of shit, right? We just say things that we don't really mean. We hurt people with our words. And words and the air, it's depicted in the tarot by the sword. Our words are piercing. So we can pierce through the heart of somebody with our words. It's like a sword. Or we can chop the heads off of people. Meaning... We can cut them off mentally and be, oh, well, I know how to use my words better, so I'm going to cut them right off. So the words, but now swords and, and words and air is also mental. How do we, how do we find that balance and that equal, e equilibrium within our brain to allow ourselves to manage? So here's the elements. I'm giving you guys really all of the elements I'm telling you. All of those elements, if you learn how to find the balance between all of them, then you can mold the earth into your reality. You can create your reality. And that is the process. Now, it's not easy, of course. It sounds very pretty. And, oh, I'm going to transmute my energy from this to that. And trust me, trying it is not easy, right? You have to be in, it's like a chemist in their lab. They, they put this, that, this. Okay, Harry Potter is a good one, right? When they're doing potions and uh, it's the half-blooded prince. You, they're doing potions and they can't get the, the mixture just right. They're following the recipe. It's like baking, right? You're following the recipe and your cookies come out and they taste like, <laughs> you're like, what happened? I followed the recipe. But it might mean, well, what about elevation? You could be at a higher elevation and the baking time could be different or how much um, flour you use or how much baking soda you use. The same thing, right, was true. So the half-blooded prince, he recognizes, oh, we need to do it this way, not this way. And he kind of makes his own potion and his potion works and it comes out perfect. So that's the same with you. You're looking for that exact mixture internally that helps you to co-create now this is why the secret and all these things that come out don't work people will say i did the secret well how many people can say that they've truly done exactly what they wanted to by following those processes well it's because it's not a complete process. You have to literally use your vessel is the lab and you have to learn the right mixture. Just because they've given you a process doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So you have to find out. So you start to become your own working lab and you start to work with the elements internally and start to understand them. How do how does this apply to me? Am I too hot? Is there too much fire in me? Am I too angry? Am I too, you know, wanting to cause war? If you look at the, the war gods and goddesses, there's fire, right? Fire within them. 
because that causes war, that energy, right? We see it, and I've talked about it the last time in cartoons, where the energy rises and you see steam coming up that and and they're angry and frustrated and perhaps anxious. So we say, okay, how do we utilize this energy within us and how do we transform it into something that we can create? It's the most powerful gift that we have is that internal energy, fire being the most powerful. I would say it's the most powerful because it gets results. It gets results. You're getting your results with your fire energy. Your fire energy is focus and it allows you to focus and have attention and move forward. People say, I need motivation. You need more fire energy. So you've got to ask yourself. People say, well, how do you motivate yourself? What do you do? Tap into the fire energy. You can ask yourself, am I too water? Do I have too much emotion? If I have too much emotion, sometimes, now creativity comes out of, out of emotion, right? So that's, that's the connection to that, which is cool. We need them all. But let's say you have a task that you have to get done. Let's say, for instance, you're working on a goal or you're trying to figure out um, how to create your own company or whatever it is that you're working on. And I don't know. You guys can tell me what you're working on. So you're working towards a goal or something and you can't find the motivation. Well, it could be because you don't have enough fire energy to allow you to move forward or focus on it. So you can say, well, with the fire, how do I tap into that? Well, am I too emotional right now? Am I too in my mind? Am I too airy right now? Airy being, you know, communication and the mind. What's happening in the mind that I can't co-create, that I can't move myself forward? Then you ask yourself, do I need more emotions to get, do I need to release the emotion? So you start to look at the potion, right? It's like your elixir or your to find your equilibrium, to find your motivation so that you can tap into it and, and move it forward. Now, sometimes the uncomfortable pieces of our life are exactly what we need to motivate us. Okay, for instance, if I'm going through something that's uncomfortable, I ask myself, what is this telling me? Where am I? Why am I uncomfortable? Where is the motivation? I need to move my life forward in a direction and I'm not. And the universe is telling me you need to go. You need to move forward and it gives us that jolt of energy to do that. Now, if we don't recognize it as that or we're too, maybe have too much water within us or maybe we have too much air within us, we're going to go into that mental spiral or we're going to go into that emotional depression or we're going to have too much fire. We're going to burn up all of the water and we're going to be angry and we're going to put that as, into aggression and and spewing out things to people that we don't necessarily want to. So we have to tap into that and say, okay, how do I work through the mental? How do I work through the um, emotional? How do I work through the fire and my pride and the ego? And then we drip it in. I can vouch, especially when hot anger gets to my head. Yes. And that's what happens. We want our, our head to really be cool and our belly to be hot. 
We want our, our fire energy to, to come from the bottom of our gut. The belly, the fire in the belly, not the fire in the head. The fire in the head leads to craziness and to anger and frustration. We want a cool head. We want water and, and to be there. Now, when, when we don't allow that to happen again, we see the steam come off. So, again, cartoons depicted this all the time. They depict it. They show you what's going on. They understand what alchemy is talking about. And they're using the process of alchemy to create cartoons. It's all interconnected, guys, I promise. Understand how to use the elements in your body and you can co-create with the divine. Okay, so let's see. Elliot tackled the relationship between the elements for um, quarters, four poems, and uh, success to success successively. Yeah, I got tongue twisted. Deal with each of the elements. By his art, he was able to express our most intimate relationships with the elements. Um, capturing the uh, irreceivable irre tension between the entrapment of our essence in imperfect matter and our desire to escape the prison of time and space imposed by the four elements. This is a really, I, okay, I love that. Trying to escape the four elements, um, the tension that we create. We Now, there's a couple of things because we can say that the body is an entrapment. We can say, um, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but sometimes we, I do at least, feel like I, my spirit is wanting to go faster than my body can carry me. And sometimes I feel like I want to fly and I can't. You know, I feel grounded. I feel like my wings have been taken and clipped and, and I, I'm not light and I, and I can't. <laughs> I, I want to just crawl outside my body and I want to fly. So, but we have this body that we're in and it, it's a collective of a bunch of different things, right? First of all, it's matter. Secondly, it holds consciousness. So we have two things kind of happening. We have this system that allows us to survive and thrive. And then we have another system that allows us to tap into consciousness and work with it. But it can feel like a trap in this time space. Now things are changing and this gets into a really interesting conversation, which I think mo most people are at right now. I don't know how many of you are dealing with the, what's happening with the, um, cosmos. Okay. Now time and space being an interesting concept. This is the piece where people feel trapped because the construct of time and space has been developed by humanity. We have locked ourselves into um, this storyline that time and space exist and that this time space that we exist in is to be utilized for work, like going to a job, like materialism. So interesting mindset, right? That we've created a system that says that we need more material stuff. We need a car, we need the nice things, we need this, we need that. We've entrapped ourselves into the system. 
Now, the system, we can go even further, and this is going into some of what conspiracy theorists are trying to, they're waking up to this, people who are starting to go into the paperwork. Um, we've created this entrapment of debt. In debt to who and to what? Okay, to the system. We're in debt to the system. We've created this cage. Now, people are working to get out of that and understand now have opened their eyes to these things. And they're like, whoa, I didn't realize about this. I didn't realize about this. They didn't realize that they were under this system. They're starting to wake up and they're like, this isn't reality. This is just another illusion we've created. Absolutely it is. We've created it. All of it. <laughs> is it real? Well, we believe it's real, and so we act as though it's real. But can it change? Yes. Can we live in an entirely different world if we chose to? Absolutely. We can let go of all of the corporate shit, and we could actually go and cultivate the land and live off the land again. That's, that is a possibility. We can live closer and in harmony to nature if we chose to, but we don't choose to. See, humanity has been doing nonsense to the earth and we've created this crazy storyline and the storyline we are starting to believe is the truth. We don't even know how to get out of what we think is true or what has been told to us is true. So time and space being the most important pieces to understand. Now, again, the energy within us Here's, here's a cool thing, okay? And I love when people are stay till the end on this these because there's some really key elements that you guys can start to research for yourself, right? That I think are very, very powerful in order for you to co-create. Working through the elements in your body, finding your elixir, okay? Not somebody else's elixir. Stop drinking other people's potions. You have a potion that's specific to you. That is your philosopher's stone. You are the holy grail and you are, you find the elixir for your body using earth, water, air, fire, the elements within you. When you learn to find the equilibrium between that, you will literally learn how to master time and space. You can't master time and space without that. And that, therefore, we are trapped in time. You see, we are trapped in time. People don't realize this. Notice, it's like your life is like Groundhog Day. Tell me it's not. Tell me that your day is not like Groundhog Day. It is. We wake up, we go to work, right? That's, and that's the majority of the population. I'd say everybody's like this. Get up, get ready, go to work. Come home, get up, get ready, go to work, come home, get up, get ready. So it's this thing, it's, it's a clock. Now also let's look at this. My sister made a very big, interesting point. I wish Bahram was on here. Perhaps he's already tapped into this information or recognized it, but she had an epiphany and we were talking about the time space continuum. We we're talking about how to utilize time space. Not everybody's going to, not everybody's going to understand how to do that. Very few people are going to get to that point. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of work on yourself to understand how to be the master of your time and your space. Okay. Now she started talking about Facebook and all these things. Now those things are meant to keep us stuck in time. 
right? We're wasting our time on all this stuff. I find myself doing it. I have to tell myself, I have to remind myself, get off, throw it away. So I told her I wouldn't even do TikTok. And she goes, oh my God, TikTok, 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 TikTok. And I said, oh my God, you're right. It's a time trap. It is a time trap. That is, it's another time trap. You see, if you are busy, stuck in time and trapped in time, you're not doing the great work you're supposed to or realizing who you are and the power that exists within you. You're never going to get there. You're too busy being tangled up in time. We cannot find time freedom and and co-create with time and space if we're sucking our time into other things like TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. After she told me that, I was like, oh my God, I will never get that app. Ever. Never get that app. I will never get on TikTok. Now, I have my addictions, right? Because we're living in this space and my addiction being Facebook. So I have a, an addiction to Facebook. Now, Facebook is shifting too because they're starting to create, right? their own universe. You think that these people don't understand what I'm teaching you? Hell yeah, they do. They understand it so good. And then they have friends who understand it. And those people have been in control. And so they have all the resources that they need to do what they want to do, to co to create their own universe. That's what they're doing. Oh, I can create a universe. I'm a God. I'm going to create this. And oh, come on, people, follow me. I'm a God. I'm your God. That's what they're saying. That's what they're telling you. And people do it. And then they wonder why they're trapped in time and space. Well, stop following them and follow your own time and space. Or don't. Totally up to you. People can follow that if they want to. That's totally up to them. It's a choice. And people will get sucked in. Now, someone talked about being ostracized for those who don't tap into the next level of this multiverse that they're trying to create. And the reality is, so what? See, if you were knew who you are, if you got through the all of the elements and you were working with your own time space, if you were co-creating with God and you understood our universe, whatever you call it, and you were able to co-create, you wouldn't care. Because it wouldn't matter to you. See, that's a tr another trick. Make you feel like you're, you're unwanted. I don't care. I can, co I can create my own reality. And no one has to follow it. <laughs> I'll co-create with the animals and the plants. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, so hopefully this is helpful that they use these base elements and then it helps with the time space continuum. So once you learn how to use this, um, that you're able to recreate time and space for yourself. In fact, you will perhaps get rid of time and just have space. I mean, time is important. You can have that, but some people don't like what day is it. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to the time. 
Okay, so Carl Jung believed the four elements represented an archetypal quaternary of the highest order, so deeply ingrained in the human psyche that each of us unconsciously driven by the search for the perfect balance or integration of these elements in our life. For Jung, fire represented the thinking function, air, the intuition function, water, the feeling function, and earth, the sensation function. He considered fire and air the active masculine elements and water and earth the passive feminine elements. He believed it is the degree of development of which our four elements in our psyche balance with the unconscious retention of the reimagining elements that determine our personality and attitude. In other words, this indwelling fourfold structure originates from the creation of ego out of chaos of the unconscious just as fourfold structure of the universe was created by the actions of the one mind on the one thing, this basic truth is derived from the doctrine of correspondence in the Emerald Tablet. So I want you guys to hear that. Hey, Lurak, I want you guys to hear that. Carl Jung. So all of these individuals that I'm naming are people who have shaped the world the way it is today. As we see it today because they understood this information. I cannot stress enough that it is so imperative right now for individuals to be working on this stuff. Why? Because when we understand this, this power that we have within us, we can support the transformation of the world. Until then, we cannot. They've tried to take that away from us. See, that's what they've done. They've sucked all of that out of us. And they've created this world so they can control us. And it's been working until now. And now they're freaking out because people are waking up so much so that the people in control do not want us to have access to this information. They absolutely do not. And what will happen, just like other empires have fell. They fell because people were waking up and they they literally destroyed everything. They didn't want people to have the information. They, they have people go and destroy temples and there's temples that have ancient texts that they said, go and destroy it. Go destroy those artifacts. Go destroy it. And they said, oh, they're evil. They're not evil. They had a message within them that was critical for us so that we can remember who we are so we can wake up to who we are and that information was tried they tried to destroy it now we're at a pivotal time in humanity and it's happening now they're trying to destroy it they don't want us to have this information they just don't they don't want people to wake up and guess what More people aren't running to find this information there's not masses of people saying let me teach me teach me and I don't care. I'm going to teach no matter what, right? I'm going to get on here no matter what. I don't care if it's an audience of zero, you know, it's an audience of two. I'm speaking to two people right now. And that, and that those people, right? Are, are you are looking and seeking and hopefully, hopefully, you are able to tap into your power and utilize it and move through it, right? And understand how to use it so for the betterment of yourself. It's a lot of work, okay? 
So, but I'm very proud of those who are seeking and working and trying to understand because that's what we need. We need people to rise. We need these stellar people, right? We need the light workers to start waking up and, and giving their gifts to the world, um, which I am doing that retreat series. So please, you guys sign up, go to it. That a retreat series can really um, support you. It's not just me. It's a bunch of people presenting um, on, you know, how to utilize alchemy. How, what does it mean? How do I move myself forward? Um, so, you know, we're trying to tap into these spaces where alchemy ne necessarily didn't exist before. And we'll see how far we can take it how much we can expand and how many people we can say, wake up to your power. You are powerful. You are enough. You matter. You are loved. Okay. There you go. All right. So there you go. Have a fantastical day. Thank you everybody for showing up. I think it was a, a very intimate group today. <laughs> Um, so there you have it. I love you guys very, very, very much. Um, and of course I will be seeing you all tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye.